0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. John Kelly here, as always, with Jeremiah Stringer. And we are kind of spitballing today. This is not one of those uh, episodes where we have this, like, grandiose plan of what we're going to talk about. Uh, This is more of a let's just kind of see what happens episode. Well... Happy late Valentine's
1: Day, everybody, including you, John. Thanks, man. Um, Normally, we do a live stream on Monday during this season of the year, but... uh, We're married. Yeah, we're married, so uh, just had Valentine's Day, and it was on the same night that we would normally live stream. So, to stay married, we didn't live stream that night, and uh, here we are. We're recording privately outside of the live stream and just hanging out talking.
0: So, do you want to hear what I did for my Valentine's Day? Yes, absolutely. Nothing. Um uh, <sighs> my, my wife on Sunday fell off of my son's bed and got a concussion. Oh no. And so she's she's been out of work for the last 2 days and uh she's had a terrible headache and dizzy stuff and Felt sick, and I, it's, it's like we were going to do something for Valentine's Day, and then she had a concussion, so that kind of uh, changed the plans a little bit. Luckily, we got to go out for a date on Friday night, which was nice. But, uh, but yeah, so wow. that's what we did for Valentine's Day. Y'all, I feel so <laughs> bad for you, man. It, Y'all have some of the worst
1: luck of anybody I've ever seen. It's like oh, you're telling it's all me,
0: good, bro. It's all good. Uh, yeah, I know. What What's can you good? do? Keep it, keep it moving. Keep it rolling do, forward. But do you want to hear something where I did have good fortune? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I, I kind of started talking about this a little bit before we started recording the podcast, but I didn't finish it. I started having chest pains. Oh, no. And I was freaking out, like really sharp, painful chest pains, like burning pain. Uh-huh. And, uh And it really freaked me out. So I went and saw the doctor and... uh ran blood tests, did an EKG, you know, all that stuff. Uh, The EKG came out really good. Um, So good that the doctor said it looks like what they would show in a classroom at what a perfect EKG would look like. My blood, my blood pressure was perfect. And then I came back a week later to meet with a cardiologist who went over my blood work and everything in my blood work was great. And Come to find out, I have something called, I'm trying to make sure I say this right because it's a scientific medical term, costochondritis. Wow. Got Do you bit, know what that is? got bit by a yeah. vampire. Yes, I am now Nosferatu. Uh, no. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I actually have a condition. This is a weird condition, but the cartilage around my sternum inf- gets inflamed. What does that mean? And it mimics it mimics the pain of a heart attack. Oh, and you know what it does to you? What's it? Nothing. It's just pain. <laughs> like there's no health <laughs> risk. Like it's not gonna kill me. It, it it's none of that. It's just my chest hurts. That That's have, it. That's literally it. Does it have some kind of trigger? Not really. Um, it was funny because. January of 2021, I messed up my knee. I don't know if you remember that. Uh-huh. Um, and because of what I did, I now have arthritis in my left knee. Yeah. So I'm officially old now. And so I have arthritis med- medication, right? For that. Uh-huh. Well, that same medication is what they prescribe for the costochondritis thing. So they said if it inflames and gets nasty like your arthritis would, just take that and you'll be fine. Huh. Well, and I guess at least you're killing two birds with one stone there. Yeah, but you you're talking about unfortunate. That's extremely fortunate that because I mean, I've been I've been watching what I eat and taking way better care of myself over the last 2 years and apparently it's paid off because I mean, my my sugar numbers, cholesterol, all that stuff was like perfect across the board. So, uh that's a big win because I've never done blood work before. I'm not one of those people that goes to doctors very often. If I don't feel sick, I don't want to go to a doctor. Like I just don't. I don't like going to doctors' offices. It's not one of those things I enjoy. But I was so happy when I found that it was something as as simple as just like inflammation. Like that's great. Now, that sounds weird, but that's great. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Uh, it's yeah. unfortunate, but uh, like I said before, what can you do? But it's not a heart attack. That's that's the fortunate part. That's the big thing, man. It's no I'm not gonna have heart attacks. And and what's funny is a buddy of mine has it too. Yeah. Cause we were all a bunch of us were hanging out having dinner and I mentioned something about it and he goes, Yeah, it's costochondritis, I've got it too. And he's like 30. I wonder how common this is. Apparently it's more common than I realize. A lot of people have it, but nobody really talks about it because it's not life threatening. It's not it's just pain that comes up from time to time and you just now that I know what it is, I'm not freaking out every time my chest hurts. Huh. Which is nice. And there's not there's not a big trigger or anything. It just Not happens. really. Now if I like last week I had a sinus thing and I coughed a lot cuz you, you know how it is when you get that crap in your throat. Uh-huh. And that'll trigger it a little bit. Um you know, and all the when I bench press 500 pounds every day, uh, <laughs> yeah. that triggers it a little bit, you know. Well, uh, let me... I try to hide my guns. That's why I wear a lot of long sleeve shirts because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to like make anybody feel bad about themselves. Uh, yeah, if you're watching right now,
1: John, John's poking fun at me a little bit. I got on here and he's like, ah, oh, <laughs> you got the tank top on today,
0: don't you? Oh, I said your wife beater. That's yeah, what I got you got on right now. wife beater on.
1: But uh, <laughs> a little Nike tank top. It's it's a beautiful day here in the bluegrass. It's yeah, like sixty eight degrees. Let me uh, let me share you share with you a little health update for me. Yeah, please do. Um, nobody knows this. I got the cooties. How did that happen? I don't know. My wife had the flu like the week before last, and then uh, she tested negative for COVID. She tested positive for flu and negative for strep. And like she had to take off work all week and just felt terrible, yeah, and then I just like didn't smooch on her or anything, still slept in the same bed, lived life normal, and then we both worked a full week, and then Friday, I felt a little crummy. Today, I'm okay, this is Tuesday, but uh, I guess that was unrelated. One of our friends is coming over um we we're having life group. And she was like, so did you just get away with not having the flu? And that was Thursday night. And I was like, guess so. Guess I just got a a strong immune system. Well, that backfired uh, (laughs) (laughs) because Friday I had the school nurse to look at me. She's like, well, your throat's a little irritated. You got some sinus drainage? I was like, yeah. She's like, you feel feverish? I was like, no, you can check my temperature. She's like, it's normal. And then uh, Saturday I didn't feel good. Sunday I didn't feel good. And then I had Bridget get an at-home COVID test for me at Walgreens. Oh, no. Yeah, it was positive. And then uh, I was like, oh, this can't be. And I was already taking off work on Monday. I take off work the Monday after the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, you and do. we were supposed to have a Super Bowl party on Sunday. And um, I was like, well, Bridget had the flu. I better cancel this because I probably had the flu now. And. So we canceled it, and then I just watched the Super Bowl with Bridget sitting in the living room
0: watching on TV. Which was a great game, mind you.
1: It was a really, really good game, and I felt so bad because my friend, one of my friends that was coming, he's a big Bengals fan, the rest of them. I mean, they they weren't really rooting for either team. But uh, a fantastic, fantastic game. I survived through it and then went to sleep, but uh, still took off work that Monday. And then went, we had like this testing center outside of one of the high schools in our district. And uh, I was like, I took this at-home test and it tested positive for COVID. So um, I emailed my principal and he was like, yeah, you can go get tested at the center too if you want to confirm. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And uh, the it lady, confirmed. she swabbed my nose and she had she had already done the test before I even finished filling out the paperwork. And she, like, dropped it in. And it was, like, 30 seconds later. She's like, yep, you're positive. We don't have to wait 10 minutes. And I was like, wow. what? She's like, oh, these are strong
0: lines. I was like, okay. Look, you've got COVID light because you probably got Omicron, which is, like, way better than, like, the Delta variant and the original variant because you would not be sitting here talking to me right now if it was the original one or the Delta. That would have kicked your booty, dude.
1: Yeah. I I have this Garmin Phoenix. The, yeah. the watch and it I I'll watch it all the time. I think tracking like your uh your biometric numbers is yeah. really really important, especially just try, trying to recharge your internal battery, you know? Yeah. And like I looked at my sleep scores the past 3 nights and normally it's like 92, 94%, right. you know, it's in the mid mid 90s. Yeah. And like Saturday night it was like 7. <laughs> it was like it has a like
0: internal battery. it's like how much did you recharge your battery? How do you do that not not the not the scores, but how do you how do you sleep that well man i someday we're gonna compare sleep scores yeah i've got I've got a Sunto borrow nine uh-huh. uh watch it does the same thing. my scores are bad dude they're bad, real bad. I don't sleep well, never have well um I'll tell you it's wh- just awful. I'm no expert on this. This is all anecdotal, okay? And it's based
1: yeah. off of whatever algorithms that Garmin's using. Now, they are a multimillion-dollar company, and I'm sure they put a lot of research into their technology. You know, they've saved a lot of people's lives. Oh, yeah. Um, but with all that said, that's a disclaimer. This is only anecdotal. But I think that monitoring it and being aware, then then you can use this as evidence. First, number one thing you can do is like, if you have some excess weight, as we've talked a lot about in recent podcast episodes, um, cutting weight, if you're overweight, just being healthier, I think that that really helps because I think a lot of people, um, develop snoring or, um, sleep apnea or some of those conditions I'm sure don't have a whole lot to do with being overweight, but some really do yeah and uh that's really hard on you, so cutting excess weight would be one another way that I get really good sleep is trying to put away screens like mm-hmm. you ever you ever stop doing your screens before like an hour before bed? yeah, yeah, I sleep a whole lot better if I do that, and then uh the last thing I'm sure there's a ton, but I like. About twenty minutes before I go to bed, you're not really supposed to exercise right before you go to bed. I think that that really kind of hypes you uh, up. Oh,
0: that explains it. That's when I bench press five hundred pounds. right <laughs> before I go to bed every night, so I got to quit doing that. Is what you're saying? I got
1: an alternative for you.
0: <laughs> I what I do is bench press four
1: hundred pounds, bench press three hundred pounds. Oh God. no, oh, that's what I do. I can't even bench press three hundred pounds, but <laughs> I do a stretching routine. I try to do this <laughs> whenever I'm out in the woods too. It's a lot harder out there, but, you know, if I'm th- if I was through hiking a trail, I've through hiked a few that, you know, take anywhere from a few days to, you know, a month and stretching before you go to bed, really loosening up your muscles, you know, rolling your joints, even if it's like literally sitting and putting your fingers between your toes and rolling your ankles around, rolling your wrist, you know, reaching out in front of you, squeezing, just relaxing. Sometimes yeah. just lay on the floor and let your back relax for five minutes. It's kind of meditative.
0: Yeah, I've never since college. I've never slept well. I just don't sleep well. Never have. I've and that's like what twenty three years of not sleeping well. Well, so I forgot more than to that mention, I was in college during some like like almost thirty years of just not sleeping well. It's bad.
1: Well, I forgot to mention, and this may play a role in you. I have no idea. But I do know you. I haven't like taken any stimulants due to that eye condition in the past like year year and a half, so there's caffeine is never is never uh you know a culprit when it comes to the poor sleep. It has been in the past you know you're never supposed mm-hmm. to really drink caffeine after i think some people say noon some people say six p
0: m yeah for me i don't i usually don't drink caffeine after about three or four in the afternoon. Yeah, I think it's different for everybody. Yeah, I stay away from it. My problem here's my problem, mm-hmm. and I'm actually I'm actually looking into it. I I was diagnosed with ADHD years ago, mm-hmm. um, but I never did anything about it, and so I'm I'm looking at getting back into like some form of uh, therapy for that mm-hmm. because my brain doesn't stop. Like once everything when everything gets quiet, that's when my brain goes the craziest. And one of the things that I deal with was, with part of my ADHD is binge eating mm-hmm. because I have to fight it because you're just bored. Like, it's how you you stimulate your brain because there's nothing going on. And so for me, when I lay down and I get quiet, then my brain just starts. And shutting my brain off is really hard. Like, I just have a constantly going thought process at all times. And it really makes for difficult sleep sometimes. Even out on trail, I'll be, I'll be sleeping in my hammock and I'll hear a noise, and I'll I'll think of what that noise was, but then I'll also think about what else could it be, and then I'll start thinking about something else. That's why I hate whimperwheels, man. <laughs> whimper wheel, Those stupid whimper wheel. birds, man. Those stupid birds. Yeah. So I'm I'm probably gonna try and I'm not big on medication, but I may look to see if there's some some kind of medication I can do for ADHD. For that, that's one of the big problems I'm having is the lack of sleep, the lack of ability to get sleep.
1: Yeah, that could really help. Medication uh really helps a lot of people with that, I, I believe. I'm always trying to look for alternatives to medication. I know you are too, you know. That's, oh, yeah. that's like a last resort, but sometimes it's completely necessary. I I tell you this though, I think it's I think it's super, super common whenever people like lay down. That's when they think the Because 'Cause I'm always like last night for instance, I was I was laying in bed. And I had slept in a little bit because I I literally wasn't allowed to go to work, and I I can't return until Monday, right? And I I slept in a little bit. I probably got up at like eight, right? Normal work day. I'm waking up six fifteen, six thirty, and so I'm trying to go to sleep last night, and I'm just laying there. And a lot of times, I'll. I'll put on like Spotify and listen to a podcast and I'll set it for like 15 minutes. And then, um, I know once that 15 minutes is up, then that's, that's 15 minutes that I have had zero screen time. There's no blue light trying to wake me up and you know, I could take out an AirPod or whatever, or I can extend it if I can't fall asleep. And I turned it off and I was just laying there trying to fall asleep and I couldn't. And then my mind starts racing and then I think of video ideas and I don't know why. But yeah, that's do You what I write them down
0: like in those moments?
1: Yeah, I I have to write them down cuz there's no way I've failed many times by not writing them down. And by write them down, I mean I put a note in my phone.
0: Do you know what I do for video ideas? What do you do? I steal them from the Shill brothers. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about this before the 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 video or the the podcast today. Uh-huh. Um, I did a video this past week on buyers remorse, stuff I'd bought that I wish I hadn't bought. I totally stole that idea from the Shill Brothers. Like they did the same, the same video, and I watched it like the day before, and I was like, "That's the one! I'm going to do that too." You know, and and totally stole their idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to lie about it. I don't know how original ideas are now. I don't know, man, but that was a good one. I was like, I give them all the props in the world. Like, I'm giving the whole world, letting the whole world know. Shield Brothers had a great idea for a video, and I stole it. Well, I
1: released a video on Monday this week, and I I told Bridget, I was like, Hey, um, I can film this, but it would be a super big help if you could help me film it. Like some of it on a tripod, and some of it you filming because there's some of the shots I wanted to do. It was about tenting, right. and uh, you know it's hard. It's hard to get the shot that you want if you're like setting up a tent while also trying to do the camera work and right. then trying to show stuff. And I gotta tell you, you know how much easier it is having somebody having a camera person. Oh my
0: gosh, it's a whole new level, man. Here's the thing, people were giving Dan Becker garbage for having a camera guy. But I've never been more jealous of anybody than when Dan does videos and he's got someone doing the camera work. Who's who's giving him garbage over having
1: a camera guy? Oh,
0: everybody, you know how people are, man. Everybody's got to complain about something. So, but I, I thought it was genius. And uh, actually Dan's gonna be on next week. So I'm kind of excited about that. Getting a chance to sit down and talk with our buddy. But uh he's a but fun yeah, dude, dude. I saw your video and I was like, Jeremiah got a camera person. The camera woman. I am so jealous right now. Can I tell you something, too? What's it? When you said, I've got cooties, I thought you were joking and that you were going to suddenly tell all of us that your wife was pregnant. No. That's what I thought you were leading towards. I was like, because then you were like, yeah, and and Bridget felt sick all week. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And then you didn't say that. And I was like, oh, well, okay. No, I was just out here recruiting antibodies. That's all. (laughs) That's (laughs) it. That's it. I thought I thought we were going to hear about little Stringer's coming out. I wasn't sure, so now I know. Now I know that's not it. So, no, oh, that's definitely not it. I'll I was in you. the midst of texting Bridget congratulations and so I stopped myself.
1: <laughs> Smart guy. I'll tell you one thing that Bridget and I really want to do before we have kids is do the Camino. Mm. So, until we do that, like kids aren't
0: really on the table for us. Yeah, I can understand that. There's certain things like you can't do until your kids like graduate high school. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to do the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to do it for a long time, but there's no way it's even reasonable right now. And so my plan is, once the kids are old enough, like junior, senior year of high school, if they want to do like half of it with me one summer, and then we come back the next summer and do the other half, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I can do that. We'll see. That'd be very
1: interesting. What That'd be your... a lot of fun, too. So... Take me through what would the logistics be like um, with navigating that with one or both kids and then also your wife who is pretty much allergic to everything.
0: It would just be me and the kid. I got you. It would just be the two of us if one of my kids want to do it.
1: You think, that, um, you think that she could do some kind of support network with you or she just work
0: full time or what? She works full time now. So, I mean, she would continue to work. Um, I would have to save up and then... See if I can get where I work to give me a three month sabbatical.
1: Well, it's gonna be a while before them kids are in high school, so you got plenty of time to figure that out.
0: We just, what I need is I need I need this podcast to take off, man. So this is my job, and then I can just <laughs> I can just record from the trail with you for the podcast, you know. And maybe we, we can do that.
1: Maybe we're both recording from the trail.
0: Yes, we could be the. Um, I was going to say we could be the Joe Rogan's of hiking, but I don't think that's popular these days like it used to be. Um, but we could, let's just say we could have, we could be that podcast. You know what I mean? We could be that podcast.
1: We could be, I think, would that be the first podcast that is, you know, recording all their episodes on the Appalachian Trail through hiking?
0: It would be. It would be. That would be it's kind of known, fun. I don't
1: know. That could be fun.
0: Somebody I'm just def- saying. Somebody just can saying. Uh, definitely steal that idea now. I think so, man. I think so. You know what I'm excited about? What's that? I've got some tents to try out, man. You, um, I've got a couple get? tents that I cannot wait to get on the trail, and that's weird for me because I've been doing a hammock for the past almost three years. Um, But I've got that Gossamer Gear, the two, uh-huh. which I was telling you earlier, that was surprisingly easy to set up. I really expected that to be harder to set up, and uh it was simple, dude, super simple no, and uh
1: yeah, that gossamer gear the two, so that's pretty much a one person tent right with plenty
0: of space for you and your gear. You could put two people in there, it's pretty big on the inside. I was surprised like when i when I opened that thing up, it's wide on the inside well i'm I'm asking.
1: Because I have the duplex l, which now we, that's a massive tent well well, we've talked about it a little bit before, and it's it's longer than the duplex, but the same width, and I'm really thinking hard about if Bridget and I do a uh, a multi day trip, if I can get her down her her pack weight down really low. Like, yeah. I'm talking eight pounds before food or something. Right. Then, the, I think the only way I could do that is if I carried all the heavy stuff instead of splitting weight, or if I took the duplex L and we both squeezed in there. I just It wouldn't know. be much
0: squeezing, though, in that one, would it? It's pretty wide, isn't it? Isn't it, like, over 50 inches wide? I, I don't know the dimensions. I know that... Um, I know that a
1: couple that was on the uh the Vermont Long Trail with us that was in our trail family, yeah, they slept in the duplex together, but also they're little, like i just I feel like I'm just big, you know, I'm all lanky and stuff. I'm wrong, the interior is only forty four inches that would be tight, yeah, but I wonder if it would be worth it. Definitely not if it's going to be raining and stuff. Then it would really suck. Like, you'd have to wait to blow up your pads and everything. Right. But I think, under okay conditions, I think that we could do it, but we might have to take our uh, Neo Air X Lite pads and do, like, you know, head to foot, foot to head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you could fit because they taper.
0: Shockingly enough, um,
1: are you comparing the, the Gossamer
0: gear is actually wider on the inside. What's the width on that? Forty-eight inches. Yeah, but how long is it? Uh eighty-four. Okay. Well the duplex L is I think it's like ninety-four. Eight feet. So eight whatever times, eight feet is. Eight What's that? Like 12.
1: ten a hundred inches? Eight times twelve, so that'd be eighty plus sixteen. Is ninety and
0: so about a hundred inches. Yeah, ninety six inches. Yeah, so it's definitely wider. It's like a foot wider or longer, I should say. Yeah, but you're going. It's to fit, not as wide. That's interesting. You'll fit well. You'll fit really well in the oh, gossamer yeah, gear. I'm not even worried about it, man. Like the the, the bathtub floor is eighty four inches. So I mean, it's it's what was that seven inches or seven seven feet? Not seven inches, seven feet. Eighty four. Yeah. Right? Yeah, seven feet. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm not even six feet
1: tall. Well, something that a lot of people don't consider about their tents, whenever they're buying them. Now, I'm not speaking about these two specific tents. Right. But the
0: slope? You talking about the slope?
1: Yeah. Any tent you buy, yeah. it can be really, really long. And then you get in there, and you're like, oh, I'm going to fit. And then you stack like a an inch or a two-inch or a three-inch pad that's – I mean – it's that thick. So then, yeah. all of a sudden, if you include the slope of the tent that's above your head and above your feet, all of a sudden you can be touching it, which isn't a huge deal
0: unless it's single yeah. wall. Having pullouts is nice. Like that's one of the things this has. Just like kind of the, just like the duplex and duplex L has the pullouts on the sides, uh-huh. so you can you can pull those walls out a little bit further, so the slope's not as bad. You're talking about the head and the foot end. Yeah, the head and foot end.
1: Yeah, I don't know who come up with that, but that is so genius. And what a lot of people do, the Duplex L, they changed it. So it has kind of like this little built-in rod that is attached to the pull-outs. But really? what a lot of people do is they will take a stick.
0: Oh, wow, I see that now. Yeah, that's different.
1: Yeah, it's different than the Duplex, uh, the traditional Duplex. But th- people will take... The pull-outs, which if you don't know what we're talking about, basically there's a sewn-in spot on the tent that has a string attached to it that if you pull on it, it's going to give you more room on the inside. It helps open it up. And yeah. a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll cut a stick or find a stick that has a Y, and then you can stick it under there and run the string across it, and then that gives you even more head and foot room. Yeah. So here's
0: the tent right here. So Yeah, so can, can you zoom big, in on bigger. it? It's not letting me zoom in, but uh, I mean, you can see it's there. We go. Yeah, we got this little bar right down here. Yeah, if you're watching, those people YouTube. who are looking online, it's it's not in the same place as the normal pullouts. The normal pullouts are about halfway up the wall. So I'm I'm curious to see if it makes that big of a difference or not. it may it may make a huge difference. But with it being a little lower, I wonder if you're not getting as much of a I don't know relief of that slope.
1: Yeah, I.
0: I think that it, well, first of all,
1: it takes care of the problem if you leave it up there for a second. It takes care of the problem that that I was just talking about. People would ordinarily stake their pullout uh, guideline to the ground. Is it guideline or guideline? Guideline.
0: G U like Guy Ritchie, like Guy Ritchie.
1: Okay, so their guideline they would stake it to
0: the ground. I heard but... Guy Ritchie's a big backpacker. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I'm making that up. Totally making that up.
1: So you, now you don't have to find a stick to put under there. Now, the, right? The right. and it also pulls the bathtub floor out. So if you look, well, a lot of people don't bottom, even
0: realize about the stick. What a lot of people just tie it to the ground and think they're helping themselves. Yeah, that's why it's saying. not. It's not doing anything.
1: It well, it does a little bit, but I don't think it is enough for me. But since that tent is so much longer, which is kind of a necessity at me, at like six two, six three yeah uh, a lot of tents I just don't fit in since it's so much longer, I think that that gives you a little bit of grace where you don't have to put the pull out up as high on the tent,
0: yeah, that makes sense, like on the gossamer gear, which I'm on over here, let me show you over here. you can see kind of uh you can see the pull out maybe this one will give you but there it is right there, okay, so you can see the pull here in the middle, definitely higher, definitely higher, which means if you put a stick behind it that's at least that high, if not higher, uh-huh you're going to get a lot of relief from that slope, which <laughs> uh, is good.
1: Isn't it amazing how uh, how a lot of these tents look so similar? Like, there are different designs, but it's hard to right. design the tents.
0: Well, you I mean, you look at this, okay? Let's go back to the duplex now. Let me get a different shot of the duplex, like with it open. Totally. See you've got something similar here with a similar uh... – I, mean, you I want, guess I'm not going to get to it. We'll just go back to this thing over here.
1: You want the bathtub floor. For sure, in all your tents. Yeah. So you're not getting, you know, splash. But they have a different yeah. zipper design. Like the Duplex L and the Duplex have a rainbow style. Uh, yeah, I've style. noticed
0: that. And this one has more of a half moon kind of thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's both, very interesting. Both fantastic, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, both tents are great. That bathtub floor in the Duplex XL, though, or Duplex L, uh, is huge. Yeah, it's really. I mean, you look at that. There's a picture right now for people listening. There's a picture of a guy on the screen right now, and that bathtub floor probably comes up eight or nine inches. I mean, it
1: is deep. You can pretty much. Here's the problem with a deep bathtub floor: makes your tent shorter. Okay, but the the plus to it is you
0: get more coverage in inclement weather. But the other thing about this with the duplex L is it makes that starting point of the slope higher. Which actually makes a lot of sense for someone who's tall. That's going to give you more headroom. Because yeah. you can see this guy, when he sits up, he's going to have plenty of room for his head. That's, so that's really cool. And this is this is not sponsored by <laughs> Gossamer Gear or by Z-Packs right now. Um, but it's interesting. But just, it's just very interesting. Man, we
1: should do an episode. I guess this is kind of the episode. And I, I still have a little more time. Um. You know, we can keep talking about this, but it'd be a very interesting episode to take two pieces of gear and and compare them like this, kind of side by side. The downside, though, is the people that are listening, you have to kind of describe everything visually.
0: Yeah. You know, if they're watching But you know YouTube, what we could do, Jeremiah? What's that? We could do an overnight trip where I bring the Gossamer gear, you bring the Duplex L, and we compare them.
1: Oh, that's a good on idea. On the trip. Yeah. That, that
0: could that could be an interesting little video to do for the uh, podcast. Just to kind of show the differences between the two, because they are so similar. Um only if I had the Dyneema version, but they didn't have that anymore with uh, Gossamer gear.
1: Well, I they're similar, but they're completely different too. It's kinda of hard yeah. to even yeah. put into words. I'll tell you what's not similar, the
0: price tag. <laughs> no, that. you're right about that. Like if you if we're looking at that right now, let's uh let's go over here onto the the if it's gonna come up. There we go. Let's scoot this over here so you can see. Uh, we're talking $375 whoops that wasn't supposed to happen uh <laughs> $375 right here for the the two and it weighs and if you 20... go to the duplex the duplex L look at this stuff right here $749 yeah and you save you three... can buy two of them for that
1: well you save 3 ounces of weight getting the duplex L but you spend a lot more money, but it's also bigger. It's all about here's
0: the thing with backpacking. Like there's not a it's, wrong. It answer. is bigger. You're right. It's 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 longer. I'm not gonna say it's bigger, but it's longer. Well cause I guess, the, the cause the
1: two is actually wider. It depends on what you consider bigger. It I'm talking
0: about like surface area of your footprint. That's what I'm saying. Like because the, the gossamer gear is wider. The, it's it's still bi- I mean, the duplex L is still a little bit bigger, but it's not as much bigger as you would think. You know what I mean? Yeah, because of the extra width. Because the width goes through a longer part of the the uh, tent than the the length does. Uh, both of them,
1: you're using two trekking poles to set up. Yeah, right? unless you buy hardware from the company to set it up. You know, without the trekking poles, which is it, that you could do that too. But another yeah. thing is um, the two is you're saying it would be cool to have the dcf one you you yeah. are getting that type of material with the duplex that's why it costs so much more
0: that's exactly why it costs so much yeah
1: but that also and it's a nice tent man it's a really nice tent yep yeah, that has its downsides too i mean the upside it's easy to repair it's going to repel water you know it's not going to soak in it's going to be lighter but it's yep. bulkier it doesn't pack down as well as what you're getting with the uh uh, what is the two made of? Uh, it's uh, it's sil poly, isn't it? I'm not sure, but if it's not sil poly it's some kind of sil poly similar material, which yeah. is it's it's a fabric that it can absorb water. It's
0: not like if you pour it's, water. It's uh, it,
1: it's not like a paper towel. The
0: That's tent just... body is is 10d nylon ripstop. Okay. silk po- Silpu fabric waterproof to at least 1- 1,800 millimeters. And if you're new to backpacking, that
1: doesn't mean anything to you. But for, That's right. For me, that means it's more inexpensive. Um, it's going to be more packable, but mm-hmm. it's also going to weigh a little bit more and it can absorb water more easily.
0: And if you are backpacking in rain, after it rains overnight, if you don't get that thing completely dried off, it's going to be heavier. Because of it, whereas the duplex, because of it being dyneema, that water sheds off so easy, it's not going to gain a lot of weight from water. Yeah, but I would
1: suggest um, anybody that's dealing with that, make sure to have some kind of like material, whether it's your uh, rag that you clean your cook pot out with or a buff or something. Have something that you can wipe down the inside and outside of your tent with to get that excess water off. Because when we were in Colorado, um, we were camping next to this like little lake from yeah. glacial melt and, or I guess it's not glacial melt, it's snow melt. And, um, dude, everybody's tent was soaking wet on the inside because of all, I mean, the humidity is so high and the condensation on the inside.
0: And that happens at the gorge too. You get those nights where you get that mist coming off of the valley and it's like a basic a cloud that moves through camp and it doesn't matter what your tent's made out of. The inside of it's going to get wet.
1: Yeah, your sleeping bag's going to lose a lot of loft. It's Mm -hmm. really inconvenient because you have to lay everything out in the sun at some point during the day. Like if you're out on trail, a good time to do that is during lunch
0: if it's sunny. Well, that's the nice thing about Colorado where you guys were. There are a lot of open areas where you can do that. At the gorge, you're in the green tunnel for a lot of things. You've really got to intentionally find a place where you can do that.
1: Yeah, a lot of times that's the case. Um, Whenever I was on the long trail, every day you were just walking through a lot of mud uh-huh. And every lunch break, every one of them drying everything out. Well, you have to take your socks off because you don't have to, but I had to because your feet are all pruning by the time it's lunchtime. Yeah,
0: you don't want trench foot.
1: No, you let your feet at least dry out and rotate your yep. socks, attach them to yep. the back of your backpack and let them dry.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things we could talk about when it comes to like gear like that. But the big thing is um and we could talk about this in another episode, but there's new fabrics coming out right now that you're probably going to start seeing possibly come into tents. Um, there's a new fabric, uh, I think it's called Osmo, that Nemo is coming out with that doesn't sag. It's a silk poly that has no sag to it whatsoever. Wow! So like when it gets soaking wet, it doesn't it doesn't sag at all, uh, which will be really interesting to see because I know with my Big Agnes tent. That stupid thing sagged horribly when it would rain. I'd have to re guy everything in the middle of the night if it was raining sometimes. Cause it would just, it would just sag so bad. Uh, but this new Osmo fabric is supposed to be really nice and it's not supposed to do that. You've also got, um, what's it called? It's called ultra fabric or, uh, what is the other name? I've got it right here. It's yeah, it's ultra ultra weave. It's this as I drop things off my desk. Um, this stuff right here, I got this from Hilltop Packs. It's called EcoPack 50W, mm-hmm. and it feels an awful lot like Dyneema. And I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere along the way somebody doesn't try to make a tent out of that. So I bet you it'll right. be interesting to see. Real here like in the next few years, I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of new fabrics coming out and a lot of new stuff happening. Yeah. Should be really interesting. Check this out, man. I want oh,
1: oh, I want to show you something.
0: Show me something.
1: Did you get your bag? Got this in the mail. Uh, shout out to uh, Ben Hilltop Packs. He's good marketing, man. That is good marketing, sending this stuff out. It's money well spent. He sent me one, too. Aren't those great, man? I haven't used it yet. I'm going to take it out on my next trip. I think I'm, I'm really excited, man. I wanted to, It's uh, light. It's oh. really light. It is... It's a lot lighter than the last one that he sent me. It's a different fabric. It doesn't feel as thick. It's the uh eco pack you were just talking about.
0: Yeah, it's the eco pack. It's hundred percent recycled fabric. And it's I completely can, it's supposed to be completely waterproof.
1: If you I don't know if you can see on camera, but I can see here in, in front of my face, but you can see my hand through it. Like it's almost transparent. You see my fingers there on the logo? Yeah. That yeah. is wild. Yeah, man. He makes good stuff. All these companies make good stuff. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, they do. It's hard to find something from a, a crappy from a crappy from a reputable backpacking company. Otherwise, yeah. they're going to go out of business.
0: And it's fun because they're getting ready to head into year three. You know, or finish up year three. They're in year three right now at Hilltop Packs, and it's amazing what they've accomplished in such a short amount of time. <clears throat> Excuse me. That is crazy, dude. So, well, man... I have kids to go get. All right, because you know how it is in dad life. I'm gonna go rest and recover. Yeah, bro, take care of your Omicron. Does that? Can I just ask this of you? Sure. Does that sound like a transformer? Definitely. I feel transformed. I feel like like you basically have become a planet that eats other planets. That's what that's what Omicron is.
1: <laughs> that's my goal: swallow all the other planets. <laughs>
0: that's the dumbest comment i may have ever made on this entire podcast in the history of it but with that said uh thanks for tuning in and listening to our nonsense for the last 45 minutes we appreciate you guys have a great one and we will catch you on the next one adios